Hi everybody, my name is Miles Ward and this is Cloud and Clear. It's a little conversation we have about what's happening in public cloud, how Google is making paths forward, what's happening in technology, and frankly, how much computing can we compute? Uh, and I have exactly the right guy for you to talk to you about that. Josh, how about you introduce yourself? Say howdy to everybody. Absolutely, thank you, Miles. So hey everybody, I'm Josh Hilliker. Um, I work at Intel Corporation, been here almost 27 years. and in during that time have gone from IT, which I'm very proud of having my IT stripes for two different tours in IT. Um, worked in the data center, worked in manufacturing on a certain technology, uh, acquired companies, kicked off a couple of client products, one of them called Intel vPro technology that's out in the market. Absolute vPro rocks and I still love vPro. Um, and then working, you know, the last, decade in the data center, even deeper. Now, I used to run a, D, a DMZ and a data center when I was back in IT, but over the last decade, it's been really kind of double clicking in on my passion, which is around telemetry and around infrastructure modernization. And what's great is it, it just had a natural draw to the cloud of, okay, well, that's great on-prem. What can I do in the cloud and what's possible in the cloud? And that brought me into this, this career of going into a, be a cloud solution architect. So certified on Google, certified on AWS, uh, Docker, and of course our Cloud U certifications. Um, so I'm a Cloud Solution Architect, a Senior Cloud Solution Architect, I'm also a Senior Director, and I manage our Americas Cloud CSAs across the Americas, as well as um, I just got my Intel uh, Principal Engineer title for my work, my work and passion on telemetry. So um, and what's great is a lot of it, you know, kind of, gets you right into that mindset of what's possible in the cloud and what really matters. Yeah, no, that's, so that's incredible background. Like the, the work that, that you're doing and that I think you're helping Intel do is just hypercritical to our customers. You know, very happy to hear that you've passed your architecture certification. I wrote a few of the questions on that test. So uh, happy to, happy to be plugging in with somebody that's, that's of like mind. The, I've been a huge fan of Intel's contributions in this area as they are such a massive part of what public cloud actually is in practice. Help me with like, you know, the the starting points. Where where should people be thinking about, you know, how Intel is working together with the cloud providers, certainly with Google, uh, you know, to to take companies forward faster, right? What what's next? No, great question. What's interesting is that you know, I talk to people about the cloud and they, um, the first response partners and customers like, yeah, you guys are Intel. You're not in the cloud. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, hold on. Hold I'm like, Hey, hold on a second. I'm like, wait a sec. So 83% of the instances are powered by Intel. I'm like, so let's, let's, let's rewind that back again. I'm like, so you're actually operating mostly on Intel architecture in the cloud. So we're very relevant of like, okay, why are we here now? I mean, okay. So I'll give you a couple of the other kind of exciting points for me. Okay. One is that the ecosystem, you just can't say enough about the ecosystem. So software, I don't care if it's open source, it's ISV, we're all over it. And there, and there's some numbers. I'll just throw out some new, new, some number magic, right? It's like, you know, like 700 industry partners in our commercial ISVs, right? That we're working with. And this is usually, usually we're seeing there is like, you know, decades of work. And so, and then if we get into open source, we've got like 650 open source projects we're actively engaged on. So there's kind of the, the Biden numbers view. But, but what's cool is when you double click into it, it is absolutely about optimization. And this has been the fun part when I talk to customers and the industry is they're like, well, optimize what? What does that mean? 
And it's like, oh, let me tell you. Like sometimes it's it's socket optimization. Sometimes it's code optimization. Sometimes it's like a library we get added. And so as you kind of click through and understand more about that, it's like, man, we are very relevant. Like we're, and, and so I like to tell people, okay, we got this ecosystem. It's super awesome. Yes, if you're doing enterprise apps, SAP HANA is an example. We've been over it for you know a couple decades working within the mob optimizations. And what's great is, gosh, it was probably about six months ago, I had an opportunity to meet with the, the folks in Germany that did the optimizations. And they're going through, they're going through the last, you know, decade plus of optimizations. And I'm just, I'm like, feed me. You're literally feeding me like, oh my gosh. Like if you just, so some people, you know, if you hear customers say, well, I'm just going to do SAP HANA. It's like, do you know what's underneath all that? Do you know what you're getting and don't realize you're getting and that on the right platform, it rocks, right? So let me keep going. Two last points on this is that we are absolutely going after cloud optimization tools, both investment and I got some interesting new news to share in a little bit about something that uh, it already hit the wire. So I'm not going to get in trouble for this, but um, there's, yeah, I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to be a CSA for hire. Yet, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but there's um, an announcement there. The other thing that was um, intriguing is, you know, I've, I've been here a long time, as we talked about, having Pat Gelsinger come back to Intel. I've talked to a bunch of Intel folks. They're, they're losing their minds about the level of impact he's having. I'm super excited about it. The, this is like, um, this is like a new Unreal Engine just hit for gaming. This is like epic. Like, oh my gosh, what? Like, and so when he came back, he brought back this concept of this torrid pace, period. Like everything's torrid pace. So it's like the meetings we're in with them are like, how can we do more in software? How can we do better? How can we do more in cloud? We talked to him about what we're doing in cloud and he's like, double it. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, yeah, total torrid. So torrid is like, you know, we laugh that we'll get torrid shirts and say torrid on them, right? And wear it when we meet with them. But it's like, he literally has this torrid pace. So that's the... That's the why. Our customers need that, right? I think it's it's hard. It's easy to look at the growth rate of cloud and the, the financial performance of like, you know, you want to do numbers, right? 53%, 53% faster revenue growth for companies that use cloud versus companies that don't, right? So it's like, it's unambiguous. Of course, this is the better way to operate. But when you're there, I think I hear back from customers all the time. They're like, I, you know, I want to get better. I want my systems to be more efficient or higher performance. I want the experience of customers to improve. I want to be able to better manage data. But they want to know, like, what what's the, you know, most immediate, most positive next step. And I think they have this instinct that that's going to come from, like, radical software changes on their side or, like, crazy re-architecture of their internal systems. And, and I, you know, we keep waving, like, it's probably about just sort of getting your app tuned for the processors that it runs on, like pro tip, right? You're, you're, it's a big ass slice of your cost. It's a big driver of the sort of overall effect. Maybe you start there, pro tip, right? Yeah, total pro tip. It's like you, you put it into cloud and you let it go is not the answer, right? It's like, it's you gotta do care and feeding, right? So it's your absolutely right. It's like um, funny, it's like, well, man, we got this other offer to go to this other architecture. And I, I, I'm thinking about it, you're like, have you even played with what you have? Have you even looked at what you're doing? Have you looked at the optimization? What is your cloud density? Like, what are you really doing? And they're like, I don't know. And you're like, okay, let's let's just like, let's be content with what you have for a millisecond. Let me show you what you got. And then let me show you a, a path 
right? Because um, we're, we're seeing some wicked cool pass. I'll share in a minute here about, you know, going in one to in two, right? It's like easy lift. Oh my gosh, performance, I, right? I, I run a whole team of technical account managers and customer success managers. We're talking to customers all the time. And, and like right in the middle is you go through and just look at the instances that they're running, right? It's a huge slice of their bill. What, like what laptops do your developers work on? They go, I get them the brand newest stuff because they've got to be very efficient. I'm like, you are on computers from six years ago, my man. Let's let's upgrade, right? Like, it, you know, it, I think that stuff just becomes invisible in some ways when you don't have your sort of fingers and toes on the on the individual hardware pieces. And so, uh, it takes a little reminder. It takes a little prompt. And I think very often there are places in uh, you know in cloud where so much of the management now moves to the cloud provider, right? Like sort of glorious. If I'm, if I'm running on Spanner, I probably don't need a storage DBA because that's sort of Google's job to do. But you still absolutely need people that are thinking through the infrastructure building blocks that you do have access to, right? And the instances in compute is a core part of that. We have this cool, um, cool role inside IT that I, I got more vetted on here the last two years. That's called a cloud broker. And it's someone basically mining your shop, right? They're there making sure, what are you doing? How you doing it? Uh, did you know? And by the way, I'm going to protect you before you even hurt yourself. And these, this team is like, they're, they're so cool. I went out and hired like three of them out of the team to work for me. Cause I'm like, okay, I love you guys smacking me. I need you to work for me now. Like I need you to be on the team and tell customers, how do you manage the shop? How do you keep your eye on? So you're totally right. It's like, do you want to use seven, eight year old computer hardware in your virtual data center called the cloud? Or do you want to pay attention? No, no, no ding, but it's just like, I hear, let me open up the book and show you what page to go to. Let's do this. You know, this is the reason like I, I sit on a, a board of a group called the FinOps Foundation. It's part of the Linux Software Foundation. And so what we see a lot of time, right, which is great, right? And we now staff a team of basically accountants uh, because it's one thing for me to go to an engineer and go, hey, you, you know, you would save a buck or two if you sort of poke the right buttons and set this up in a way that is efficient. And they go, right, but is it like one or two? Because I have a bunch of other opportunities where, I, where I'm going to save or where I'm going to earn new revenues or the rest. I got to prioritize. So unless I have the ability to explicitly describe the positive effect they are about to get, they won't do that work. So I cut loose the accountants and actually compute it for them and say like, it will be 21.62% savings on your bill. You know, that means this many hours of your staff is actually a productive use of time. That like, it feels like spoon feeding sometimes, but if that's what gets people to a place where they're operating in the best practices way, in a way that is most efficient for them, I think it's time well spent. And if that's the, the contribution that I can make, I think we're happy to do it. It has definitely affected customers. I know there's been a bunch of joint projects that we've done together as a part of this Intel collaboration program for optimization. Uh, can you talk a little about like VTune and and some of the stuff we're doing on compute to make it so that folks go faster? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and real quick, it's like um, instead of unleash the kraken, it's unleash sure. the fedops. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. It's like unleash yeah. the and they go, and then they. Go. Yeah, yeah. My, my 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 man Robin dives in there okay. with his like jujitsu spreadsheets and just causes grave grave havoc. It's beautiful. Absolutely, that's so ah, oh, it's so great. All right, so what? Yeah, so how the partnership with Sada right is so great, right? Um, and I'm not just saying that, but it, it is. Um, 
I've been working with SADA throughout each of the different milestones and different projects we've been working on and my team has. And let me let me talk a little bit about kind of the partnership and then talk a little about the cool tools because you immediately brought VTune and immediately I want to go down to VTune. You got me. Yeah. Like I want to talk yeah. about VTune for a long time. So give me a moment. I'm okay. going to come back to VTune. I know I was teasing. Epic. I was like, ooh, delicious. I'm going to share with you. But, um, it, you know, in the beginning days with SADA, it was our kind of awareness that SADA is one of the largest, if not the largest partner with Google for, for, for Google Compute Engine services. So it, it, it just makes sense. It's like, well, kind of a duh, like, okay, yeah, we, we should be working with SADA. And that was the, the beauty early on is we started to provide kind of how are we doing cloud benchmarking? And again, another area where customers are kind of, um, they're not listening to this stuff yet, or they haven't really thought of this yet is I can benchmark in the cloud. Well, I've been benchmarking on-prem for years. I use spec in of the past. I use spec JBB. I use, but what I do in the cloud? And it's like, well, yeah, absolutely. So that was one of our early engagements. Like, let's show you how we do benchmarking in the cloud. Let's get some synergy there for different workloads. And that worked out really well. Cause then you could, again, start to have the conversation with the customer on unleash the FinOps to say, look, the benchmark says you're going to get a better price or best performance for price. Wouldn't you want to do that? Well, it, right? And it's it, um, it's just moving so, from like, I, I can put up case study after case study after case study, right? Like I got, it, it, we, we have this sort of like checklist. I have customers that have saved 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60. And I have a customer that's done 70. I, I need an 80 still. I'm working to get the like full rainbow of percentage discounts in, in the case studies that we've got. Um, but like all of those sound like great news if you're the CFO trying to figure out how to shave cost out of the thing, but they want to go, right, but I know how much it costs me to get at that advantage, which is it 20 or is it 60, right? Like help me understand what it actually works out to so that the specificity unlocks the action. And, and I'm a violent agreement about how often I saw IT departments take responsibility over benchmarking and sort of proving out the purchase decision. I think that stuff made sense when you were buying for three years or five years or something. And when you have this, like the, there's this freedom that comes from like, Oh, I can turn the instance off in the next second. So if I make a bad decision, it's okay. I'll do a better one, which means you literally never reevaluate ever again. You just sort of forget about it. And then that's why you never get this moment where it's like, Oh, it's probably a good idea for us to make a thoughtful choice here. So we use perfkit benchmarker a lot as the way to like fan out across a bunch of workloads and get a real like coherent view of which, which instances are faster for the diverse workloads that most of our customers run? Exactly. I mean, PKB is money in my in my uh, in my eyes. Um, let me talk a little bit about tooling before I uh, I talk about tech. And by the way, we've been working on a number of customers with you guys. I know we've got some, you know, case studies we could sprinkle throughout of savings and and what have you. Um, and those numbers we'll talk about in a moment. But um, let's talk about some of the 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 tools for a moment. One of the, oh boy, so if you look at the optimization discussion, there's pieces around application characterization. There's pieces around what's happening at the PID level, right? Let's get, let's get deep from it. So if I want to look at the PID level and see what's happening, I want to characterize the application to see where I'm finding latencies or where I'm finding bottlenecks, we have a great range of tools. So if you start at the base, and this is part of my exciting news, woo, is that um, in Google, the question becomes is, can I see specific information to help me on that application characterization? And the answer is yes. So we had an announcement here in the last uh, little bit here that we are acquiring a company called Granulate. 
and dun, dun, dun. Giant news. Um, yes, there's a yeah, there's a total pressure out there. But I'm, we've been working on it for the last couple of years, right? And they've got a tool called G Profiler. And I'm, I'm not here to like sell tools, but I'll tell you what: um, when I see a telemetry tool show me evidence of what's happening in in all of the you know IaaS instances on Google, that gets me super excited. And that's exactly what G Profiler does: it uses P trace to look at the PID level and give you a um, it gives you a um, flame graph of where you see latencies and problems, so you know what exactly to optimize, what to change, and then you can also say, ah, you're not using AVX 512. Ah, you didn't. You're on the wrong instance. Ah, so you have these these gotchas. Now, when we go from that to, I'd say, kind of the G profiler helps me do the application characterization. Now I want to go get Instagree. I go to I go to VTune. And VTune, how it works on VTune, this is kind of a, um, a fun learning, I'll call it, is that we take that workload, we replicate it onto an on-prem box, we run VTune to get the deep PMUs, which are performance monitoring units, which are the counters. Um, and then from there, we spit out the same kind of flame graphs, and it gives us exact location of where the latency and the problem is. So are you back inbound? Are you front inbound? What line of code? Are you calling a library ahead of when you, like, are you calling it too late? So it's doing too much store and that's causing latency? Like, where in the code? And that's, like, when we get to that point, it, to me, is the most exciting because you can really pinpoint down. And then as they take that workload back onto the cloud and then scale it, they're seeing that win everywhere. So that's kind of the, now we've got more tools um, and I, I know I want to talk a little bit about Intel technologies for a moment, but let me finish out tools and I'll come back to tech. We've realized about, I, again, this is all in the last two years of great, I'd say introspective at Intel of going, wow. And to be blunt, we're not as relevant in the cloud as we need to be. How do we fix that? And so we've been public about like, well, hey, Intel's back, baby. Like we're, we're in there like 83%, come on now. And so, We've gone out and grabbed cloud optimizer tool partnerships with folks like Densify. And we've kind of given them the, here's what optimization means. Here's what configuration means. Here's what you could do when you're doing a, um, a validation of recommendation engine and help, you know, things. So I looked at saying huge move forward on what are we doing? How do you do that to, to look at cost um, and save costs? So just, um, super excited about that. Um, now, if you continue on, yes, we've got more. We've got a whole one API that's got, if you double click the one API, it has all of these, like a, a foundation and then a couple of buckets of code. So you've got in there is VTune, actually VPP, VTune profiler, uh, platform profiler is in there. Um, and you got, of course, more libraries and what have you. Just super excited. Now, I give a big pat on the back to Pat, no pun intended, but his drive on one API, his drive on making sure we're doing more there in software is what I see as really kind of the, why it's like that torrid pace of, okay, do more. Yeah. I, well, I, so I think that there's a lot where, um, you know, you, you have this inbuilt advantage where if you are already such a huge fraction of the compute that gets consumed, applications that are being designed in cloud are inherently being tested in Intel environments, right? Like it's just, that's what's available there. That's what people are using, uh, you know. And I think you know the move to more containerized applications is setting people up uh, to to start to, uh, frankly, to attend to performance more. The the companies that we see that still run just bare virtual machines, right? It seems like I remember proposing virtual machines as a crazy idea to com companies, and then now it's like that's the old guard legacy thing. Why would you ever do such a thing? 
uh, right? Like, uh, which just nuts, right? The, that transition, I think you, you are also earning as a result of the containerization platforms, Kubernetes, Anthos, those kinds of building blocks, you know, a whole other layer of performance telemetry and, and, and basically like behaviors from the application that spawn from that kind of performance results. So you can make changes in the configuration of software, which, which build version you're using, the other kinds of building blocks that tie into the appropriate instructions that are available on the Intel side and see the performance now, see it in a sub, you know, do the testing of that to not have that one machine that has the one IP with it. If you change it, you're gonna take downtime. And so you don't have this operational risk that goes along with earning the performance benefit where I think in kind of VM land that, that felt more more prevalent or at least harder to work around. What what other kinds of like, like workloads make sense for this? What other places that folks should you know, hear the alarm bell. I should probably pay attention if, if I'm running something like this. Good, good question. I, I can't wait to come back to your virtual machine comment because I lived through that translation too of like- That's VMs, impossible. No you can't run production on VM. What are you talking then, about? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, nah. So, all right, let's talk about workloads. So what type of workloads, um, kind of what's in what's in Google, right? And what kind of workloads and what, what should be like kind of those- application triggers, you should be going, oh, so first off, let's talk about standard, right? We got Ice Lake. Okay, so yeah, I'm getting a little little bit, sorry about that. I'm getting a little platform-ish. Ice Lake's our latest third generation Intel Xeon scalable processors, I know, but it's Ice Lake, okay? So Ice Lake is in N2 now, right? So it's like, so, okay, what are you doing? Web apps, medium-large databases, right? And that's all that, that, that N2 general purpose, but again, we finally have I we have, well, not finally it's probably about we have Ice Lake in there so it's like okay so so if you if you are on N one you should be thinking N two and hopefully you're paying attention that you know you have N one to then flag yeah, yourself I mean, that's you that, like that's N2. just a no brainer up, update of performance and efficiency so many like people go like I don't know I put that in the calculator and it looks like it costs more I was like right but do you run more than one VM they go yeah uh, yes and I go well great you're going to run fewer I promise right like that's how the cloud works you get to use less gear for more throughput if you're on faster gear and they're like oh well that is better okay I like it let's do it it's hard because you got so many issues that companies have to work through, right? Like they're in the middle of hiring and figuring out a dev pipeline and which features should I put in my product again? And, oh God, how do we market this thing, right? So, you know, in the grand stack rank of which opportunities are going to pay the biggest dividends for their attention, I, th I think it's easy to go like, well, if I'm in cloud, I'm already ahead of the curve. So forget it. If it's cloud, it's good. Uh, which, you know, hey, I... I agree too, but, but there is a second step. I think we're always trying to set up with customers, you know, yes, there is a first step where you can get to, you know, sort of sane operational profile or, or a rational security standard, or you've got a development pipeline that isn't totally nuts, but there's always that sort of second step of refinement and optimization and, and really getting, getting what you came for, right? Actually getting at the benefits of these platforms. Just, just care and feed, just please care and feed. Right. So, all right. So we continue down like apps. What I'd say is that, you know, you've got your, your compute optimized, of course. Right. So this is where you get into gaming. Right. So if you're doing kind of gaming, you should be looking at what is going on C2. Um, M is when we get real fun. Right. So the M class, because it's exciting to me of in memory database. Whoa, right. So if I'm doing value key pair. Right. Um, I'm doing um, SAP HANA. Right. Um, I'm doing in memory Single analytics. Store, it's like, oh, here we go. 
right? right? It's Cassandra, like Cassandra, Yugabyte, yeah, yeah, Cockroach, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, speed, response, latency. I mean, everything is like if it's in memory, guess what? It's going to be a lot faster. You're, yeah, so there's that. Then we get into, of course, VMware Engine. And I love when I talk to customers around VMware. And they're like, yeah, we have VMware. We're thinking of going to the cloud. I'm like, dude, let's go. Like, let's uh, let's set it up and let's start migrating. Let's uh, let's make this happen, okay? Um, and then, of course, bare metal. And I, you know, uh, being a uh, a data center guy, being a hardware guy, I love bare metal, of course, right? But it's it's what's right for the app you're using, what's right for the workload you're using. What do you need it to do? Are you going to layer stuff like SAP HANA on it? Okay, right, cool. Or, or do you want to use a service? Like what? What do you want? So it's like I look at. You know, yeah, so you got, you know, the databases, the key enterprise workloads, the Hamadou bare metal, or I'm just going to literally go to VMware Engine, right? Yeah. I'm going to use that. And yeah, we, so there's a bunch of, you, you have the upside opportunities that a more modern infrastructure presents, and you have the, like, the terror coming from the other direction of, you know, I still have this boat anchor of a, of a crunchy data center that I don't like. And none of the ISVs have anywhere near the R and D budget to make this stuff any better. They're there. You know, all that dollars is now being spent by the big cloud providers, right? It's, it is pretty like, I love, I, I've built a bunch of startups. I love venture capital backed companies. I love the fire of that work. It is hard to compete against a hundred billion dollars a year in R&D across the three cloud providers, right? That That's more than your venture round, my friends. It's big bucks. So there, that kind of, uh, it creates this gravitational pull of new capabilities and features, which is one of the big reasons I think cloud is so exciting. Um, and with, with Intel at the center of that, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of like kind of future features that are coming, right? We talked a lot about compute, but there's also all the stuff that's going to happen in networking and storage from you guys. That's uh, that I think is really path breaking gear too. And many many folks like those both get to the kind of uh, the IT areas that folks feel like they're going to get past when they go to cloud. Yay! I don't have to fight with networking. That's Google's problem anymore. I'm like, well, you probably have like a little bit of optimization there too, my friend. There's there's always room for optimization. That's the world that I am fully in. Because I've met with, as I was doing my on-prem work with customers, we go in there and we look at their compute density on-prem. And then as I shifted and really, you know, kind of took that knowledge and went into the cloud, it's like, okay, we got to look at cloud density. There's always a room. There's always a play for what else could I do and what's easy. Now, some of the, I got to share this with you, just a little bit more of around open source, because I think it's great, is that, We've been partnering with Google that as we find things like like modifications like TensorFlow, we've been working to upstream it. So by default, when you get it, it's already optimized. And that's so cool. It's like, and that, by the way, that's, uh, I think that should be a industry expectation is you are doing the R&D you talked about, you are doing the development, and I'm getting that natural benefit. Um, but I think it's important as I, as I tell, you know, tell customers is, look, you need to think about that, that you're getting that and knowing what your hardware is underneath, not, I, you know, yeah, I work at Intel and yeah, we're a hardware, you know, silicon provider, we do software, but I think it's important to go, hey, these optimizations that are native now that have been upstreamed work better on IA and they work better on these instances. Like that's just, 
So I, I think that's the kind of the beauty of working with Google. Is that. Uh, it is exactly the kind of work that an individual customer will always do worse than your ability to do it in aggregate across all the customers. And so when they have evidence that, wow, this part of the provider ecosystem, you know, is focused on our actual needs, is working upstream from us so I don't have to pay attention and learn the extra bit and poke the extra buttons, it's just better. That's, I mean, you know, the easy button is a valuable button. Uh, and I think there's a lot where the, you know, being able to select Intel as your default outcome uh, because you have confidence in the level of upstream work that they're doing to make all this stuff efficient is, is a giant, giant sort of reduction in complexity. We, we definitely want everybody to test these things and race them and hold everybody accountable and push the performance expectations forward. But it's, uh, it, 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 to make things go faster is an investment, right? And, and it's, it's really powerful to watch just how much of an investment Intel is making and lovely to hear that it's redoubled under, uh, under Pat Gelsinger. That's, that's an incredible improvement. Yeah. Well, what I think is great, and I've seen this with our partnership, right, with SADA, is that the cloud optimization program has been great. I, I, well, let me use a different word. It's been money. I guess money, money for the customer, right? Is that as we partner on things, we've been seeing, okay, hey, 30% better on Ice Lake with their workload. And the customers go, boom, because you're right. If I could do more, then I need less, and therefore I can actually expand my business faster, which is all about time to market, new services, what I do. So that's why um, as we've been collaborating on that program and working with customers and kind of doing that trifecta with them of you sought a powerhouse with Google, Intel powerhouse, and kind of triangulating with the customer. Um, it's been phenomenal. My The, the CSAs, including myself, my CSAs on my team, myself have been like just giddy as we're seeing customers are getting excited about it and starting to ask the right questions. Like, well, what else should I be thinking about? Yeah, welcome. So one, one thing you said, though, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna fast or rewind and then fast forward, you're like this, is that future tech, what's coming? I know you, you, you dropped that carrot out there, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. And this really ties into my passion and why I you know, went after PE on telemetry is that infrastructure to me matters, right? And getting full use of, out of your infrastructure is important to me. And that means, what am I watching for telemetry? What are the decisions I'm making? What is the automation? So we look at the, the, you know, the modern autonomous cloud where it operates by itself and it knows what to do. What if we could make that better? And that's where the infrastructure processing unit IPU comes in. Yeah. So, um, and you probably heard about this, but I'll just give you the kind of the, the quick version is that if I can offload all of the kind of the, the core function of the server onto another, you know, IPU and then have all the CPUs available for workload. Wouldn't that yeah. be great? Well, yeah, especially, especially for the kind of performance optimization that you're talking about, because you don't have this sort of internal overhead associated with the virtualization layer or the container layer or these other building blocks. I mean, Google's stack for this stuff is very unique, uh, having worked at Amazon and having installed a bunch of shit in the Microsoft data centers, like Google stuff is a little space alien and awesome. Uh, and there are huge benefits like shit that does not make sense. So like you can do some benchmarks right now on cloud run, which is container hosted infrastructure managed on the Google side. And the containerized one runs faster than the virtualized one. 
And you're going like, isn't there like another layer of abstraction in there? I don't get it. How is that possible, right? You're like, well, it's stuff like the IPU. It's manipulations in the back end to further accelerate the processing of these workloads where Google gets to bring all of the tools that Intel makes available and the rest of their infrastructure system makes available to accelerate workloads. That's, you know, if we can make it so that the most efficient environment for developers is the highest performance environment for the workload, that's that's like a it's a just a complete game change in terms of the productivity of our customers. That's just huge. If I look at where we're going with the IPU, right, with Google, right, and how they're we're gonna offload, make it better performance, right? I also take a step into what they talked about, um, what Google engineers talked about at our Intel on event back like what, gosh, last year, where Samantha Alt. Uh, one of my partners in the business unit and Google talked about their work they're doing in telemetry at that extremely deep level of MSRs and the PMUs and how they're using it to help even the automation of it. So to kind of shore up on your comment on that kind of sick, awesome alien stuff that's happening, right? You you kind of you kind of like you kind of unpack that and go, oh, I see what you guys are doing. So the level of like sophistication of how they're doing management of how to do provisioning, how they are working on getting the most amount out of it. And then you now add IPU to it. You're like, this is a phenomenal environment that's gonna be uh, perform very well for us. So now one last thing, I, I'll say this, but I can't, or we're gonna, I'm gonna plant the seed and I'm gonna walk away from this is that our next generation Xeon is coming. It's called Sapphire Rapids. Uh, I'll let Google announce when it's coming because I can't do that. I was actually told last night, do not talk about that. Uh, don't talk about when. And so, um, but SPR, right? Sapphire Rapids is another like, you know, kind of a like, okay. So I, I've been I've been through all the transitions, right? We go Haswell to Broadwell, to Sky Lake, to Cascade Lake, to Ice Lake. And it's like, you start looking, you're like, you start these monumental shifts in performance, monumental shifts in technology, and uh, SPR is not going to disappoint. So, uh, I'll, again, I'll let Google announce when they're going to get it. You'll probably you'll probably hear before I will because you guys are such a big partner with Google. There's a lot in uh, in that too. That's not just about kind of the workloads we've been talking about, right? Data processing, databases, large application hosting, the rest. I think there's a big push from the Intel folks from what we're watching. Uh, to grab the ML workloads and grab, because we're watching, it's one of the, if you want to talk about like people that don't do the care and feeding, <laughs> right? Like that, that aren't, aren't doing the evaluation. They, they kind of hear, this is how you're supposed to set it up. And this is the, where the instructions have been written. So I'm going to run it that way. The, the diversity of actual workloads in ML pipelines is huge, right? Like some stuff is just terrible on some devices and some like like the, the the difference is enormous so we're you know right now benchmarking for those kinds of workloads i think is is increasingly difficult it's even more nuanced there there's more places where because companies are running really different kinds of patterns like this group is doing a bunch of linear regression these folks are doing large model inference these folks are doing super super tiny model predictions and categorizations like you know large memory footprint requirement large memory throughput requirement right all those sort of different balancing acts mean that that's one of the spots where you really need to test and i think you know there there are magic bits and bytes in the middle of of sapphire rapids that i think will have an effect there yeah i mean just you know are you doing genomics or not Right? Are you doing NLP or not? What are you doing for your chat bot? Like how, what is it for? How much data, how are you running it? And then 
what library and feature you actually going to apply. So yeah, no, it's it's interesting that um, one of the CSAs in my domain created this. If you do this, you will see this. And of course, we got to be careful on how we articulate it because. You know, you, you can't do additive math when you, you when you your try mileage to like, say, well, may vary 10 <laughs> But you see, like, kind of this depth of, but it's like you look at it and go, okay, if I just do this simple mod of this specific library, I get this out of it. And you know, you're right. It's a very boutique nature of current ML, right? Of like, what am I using? What model? How is it working? And there's still way way to like be aware of of what's out there, right? So um, you can see things where you flip the library, you get the extension that you don't have, right? AVX, right? You look at the VNNI, right? It's like each one of those has a, you know, you gotta look at what's the kernel. And so it's it's interesting when I get into those AI conversations um, with the AI team and a customer, we start wrapping on, okay, what version are you using? What model, what version, where'd you get it? What's this? And it's like, okay, we'll do this, 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 this. And now look at your performance. Well. Well, look, Jack, I, I super appreciate you creating and helping us get access to more ingredients for the meals on that menu. Uh, we are uh, we are really motivated about making a positive impact in the performance of the customers that we serve. Uh, and this is a, a key way of us doing that. Um, thank you for taking time walking through some of the building blocks. Are there like specific spots folks can go to to learn more? Maybe some websites they should check out? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things. Um, Intel.com slash cloud, absolute money. I mean, I know it sounds like that, but it it it's money. That's one. There's also forward slash cloud performance. And this is where it's like, because it'll give you by workload, by Google, and you can look at performance with the recipe. And then they'll give me, let me give you the last one. Last one's going to be a little bit hard because I'm going to have to send it to you because it's got no, no short sure URL on this. The Xeon tuning guide. Okay. Now, now, okay. Two things. Um, when I first saw that Intel did this, and it was about nine months ago, I was like, about time. Like, thank you. So we did two things. We gave an open source database tuning guide with all flags and commands. We gave a open source Java tuning guide. Okay. Now it's a long URL, so I'm going to have to probably send it to you, but, um, this is like, uh, as, as someone that does infrastructure as code, someone that's deeply studying for my Terraform HashiCorp test right now, um, and a firm believer of, of Terraform, right? Um, knowing that configuration where I can put into my IAC code is so important, right? And so we're, we're like giving you the recipe. Like in ODB, it's like 20 flags that you can do to immediately speed up your database, whether you're using Postgres on top, using MySQL on top of it, it's an NODB base, right? And it's like, well, duh, like, and, but it's like, we're giving it away. Like, here you go. Like, we're not, we're not holding back anything on what's going to make it faster to run. So those are kind of the three places, cloud, cloud performance. And then now um, the last piece is the DevOps toolkit. So if you are a, uh, a DevOpser, right? And you care about that. Um, we do have a DevOps toolkit that's out there where we give certain uh, things, some under NDA, so yeah, I know, but a lot of it's not. So, but the, the some of it's not out of, it's, uh, on GitHub. Um, we have that posted. Um, it's gonna in that cloud area. You should go to the cloud and you go down to DevOps. Um, and we have like all the links to like granulate. And one, I gotta, I gotta give one last plug. I know we're getting close on time, Miles, but one last plug. I talked about G-Profiler with granulate, which is that application characterization. The beautiful thing is G-Agent. 
and gagent speeds up between the application and the kernel level and it works on google so so it's it it looks for instructions like java workloads node.js and it says it starts to mem like kind of look at the pattern and it accelerates the pattern and i'll tell you what it's been money like 20 30 40 i haven't seen the 80 percent yet okay when i find an 80 percent, i'm calling you but i you keep seeing these accelerations of workload and you're like this is unbelievable so i had the guys in the lab tested a couple years ago so i could believe it and i saw it and i was like all right i'm a firm believer i get it you guys cracked the code on this uh and therefore we had the announcement that just came out so if uh those are for like if you're you're uh you want to look for like okay hey it's time to do some care and feeding it's like pick up the phone Get Granly as part of our our SADA Intel collaboration, right? And let's talk about it and show it. That's a big part of the TAM and CSM uh, function. They are happy to walk you through these tools, help get everybody access, and make it so that your workload's screen. That's what they're here to do. And 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 if you don't if you don't trust, just read a couple of the things, see how it works. Ah, dude, G Profiler is on GitHub. So if you like, if you're like, nah, this is this is hokey pokey. Download G Profiler, run it. It'll tell you that this is a good candidate and here's how much you're going to save. And you just like, take my money. Josh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking all the time. You bet. Thanks, Miles. Thanks for the opportunity. And everybody in the audience, thank you so much. Cheers. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.